0: What is up? We are live with Season 3, Episode 3 of Beyond Meaning, The Hidden Science of Thoughts. This episode is one of the deepest dives yet, and I can't wait to get into it. So that's what we're going to do. We're just going to get into it. To get things running, we're going to be looking back at primary variables, since we have a bunch of new listeners, and we're in a whole new season. Uh, well, yeah, in order to make sense of the soul... It's important to understand what makes up the idea of a soul And I've gone into my own subconscious and my own ideas And this is what's come out of it And I mean, I've sat with it for a while And I mean, I've really developed these ideas to a sense where they make absolute sense to me And in my own, like, relative space I consider myself a very competent individual uh as i take personal inventory in the things that i have accomplished the the yeah point blank uh, the type of character that i have developed in this lifetime and these are symbols and archetypes that i have developed in my own life that have given me peace of mind and clarity but it requires a lot of honest and truthfulness within the own personal self. Like you can't lie to yourself because if like you try to lie to yourself and you try to control it, like bro, it's not gonna work out because it's like, it's not gonna be able to flow. Like the only way that I'm gonna be able to talk about this stuff is if I flow with it. And the only way to flow with these types of things are to surrender the images of what you think you know to what really is present within you or lifetime, within your cycle, within your patterns of environment and i mean in my own life i've developed these definitions and like i've i've concretized them in relation to what i consider to be as truth and absolute and it's not like i just sat down and stared at a wall and like had these concepts appear in me i actually didn't know it was part of that that was part of the process but it develops a lot of reading a lot of initiating yourself into different ideas and it's like you need to lose yourself time and time and time and time and time and time and time again in order to see what it is that gets left over like what is it that like after you lose yourself like what is still you like what what are your ultimate values and that ultimate value that is the essential variable the, the essential primary variable i go back and forth with the name because it's like i I coined the term like essential variable in like 2018 but um i decided to change it when uh, i started doing this podcast because of the fact that like bro essential workers essential variables i don't like that but um Yeah, like, I mean, uh, so I've been like kind of I write it down now as primary variables, but I see that my subconscious still reads it as uh, essential variables. But like, really, I I called it essential because it's like those are the things that like if it weren't because of the fact that like this carried over across every space and time across like your personality, across like the well, not only your personality, but also the different realms of existence, uh, such as your emotional, like your emotional patterns that carry over your habits of like how you how you act with the world around you physically those habits as well the ways that you think and observe and digest critically and then lastly uh, the emotional uh, emotional spiritual spiritual the ways that like you consider yourself connected to the environments around yourself and like i mean uh, to those of to those people who like aren't on that path yet like it's just going to sound like a shit ton of jargon and i say it because i've been there like i mean i've been there like i've been there it's just it's not going to make sense and it's going to just sound completely parallel to anything that like you uh completely diametrically opposed to anything that you might consider to be your truth and that's completely valid that's fine you just have to understand that people literally have different opinions and that the harder you try to convince people of your worldview the less rooted in it you actually are because you are projecting that into the world around you. And that becomes a self-defeating habit, a self-defeating system because of the fact that you are not capable of being honest with yourself at the end of the day, that it's like, wow, I'm un- these are unchecked beliefs that I have just like been allowing to take a dictation of my life throughout the whole experience that I've had over these last 29 to 40 years. and. It's okay that like you know you sit down with yourself and you have these ideas these realizations and like you you know like it's 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 never too late to like just own up to yourself because it's like you're never going to stop owning up to yourself in order to like continue to grow you need to own up to things that you haven't owned up to yet and as you continue to grow you evolve right and then like these things that you evolve those end up to those end up creating things that you need to evolve from within as well and it just creates like many layers and many roots and as you continue to work with each of these sensations you see that there are specific categories of your mind that are going to translate over into many into like that it's always going to be there but it's going to be rudimentary it's not going to be a way of viewing the world it's not going to be a way of being it's going to be more like an idea it's an idea that transcends the intrinsic necessity to have a societal conversation it's something that like you would be able to observe in other ecosystems outside of just the human ecosystem that are going to carry it's uh remember isomorphisms isomorphisms are a good way of like calling them Uh, so isomorphisms to those of us that haven't been exposed to them before are the correspondences between different points of information so it's like a five-sided hexagon and a five-sided pentagram those are both made out of five points those five points are constituents uh constituent variables that carry over in each environment that's the easiest most rudimentary way of putting it like it's like uh you could say a seven uh, a seven note symphony a seven note piece in a major scale and a seven note piece in a minor scale they're different but the isomorphisms between both of them are the seven note scales that's a very easy way to put it so they have those values that carry over and when it comes to observing the subconscious mind and the way that the human mind makes sense of things Okay, so yeah, the subconscious mind creates isomorphisms that constitute the variables that are like, all right, these are me, these are not me And then as you expand upon them These elements or patterns of awareness that carry over into each present experience Are going to shape and mold the internal perception Of what becomes your relative fact In, otherwise, in, in other words, it's going to create your belief system and your belief system is going to encompass your soul into the environment, like your soul being those essential variables, those primary variables, those, those things that are going to influence a personality to grow outside of or grow from. And in turn, that is going to root your soul deeper into well, whatever dimension your soul is choosing to encompass into or incarnate into or step into, better said. And the variables are not going to necessarily be like affected by culture because it's like these are these are like, how do you put it? These are um, so it's like, you know, how all cultures have specific things that carry over despite there not being any communication with cultures. It's because there's only a finite number of things that can occur between like human interaction uh, when specific variables are forced with other specific things. So like, especially in like before technology and like society and culture became so evolved um communication and like the necessity for like survival was the only thing that was actually in turn taking course uh it was the the need for survival was the only thing that like so it was like all right it was uh, they didn't have time to necessarily think about the greater things of life but they all had the need to go and get food right so it's like similar cultures uh appropriated What do I mean when I say that these variables or these uh, personality traits, to put them like that, of the soul can carry over throughout each realm of experience or throughout each, yeah, yeah, throughout each realm of experience. Okay, so let's look back at the Akashic Records actually. Um, We've spoken about the Akashic Records quite in depth this season, so I feel very comfortable just bringing it up and just talking about it here. Uh, It's cool. So I mean uh, basic crash course. Let's say that like the Akashic Records is the let's say that there's like a Hmm. But um, alright, so let's say that like our soul is a collective consciousness and uh, The spark of our soul is just one of the many sparks of infinite intelligence slash collective consciousness that is presented as a relative experience of uh just personality the self, right um senses and awareness and uh, individuality as opposed to collectivism and uh one sort of intelligence uh that is not split up or characterized as individual, but rather just like one computer program that inputs and uh, dictates everything. Uh, Not necessarily negatively, it's just like the the purpose and process of the system. And you know, like, I mean, there's a ROM for everything, not to say that it doesn't exist. There's just a ROM for everything. And it's not in fighting the current, it's in knowing how the current works in order for you to be able to express your best characteristics within that realm or within that experience or within that characterization you know what i mean so it's like if your soul is like in an astral projected state and like you are well actually this is something that like i have been meaning to talk about actually so it's like if you're in an astral projected state and like you are in Interwi- intertwining, uh be it tantrically or not tantrically, with uh, other akashic or astral figures, it's uh, it's important for you to understand that there is karma involved even with like those figures that you like interact with, and like it's necessarily important for you to realize that like just how you have that sense of consciousness yourself, your like the counterpart that you are interacting with, they have their own consciousness uh, as well too. <laughs> So if you can manifest them, it's important for you to understand that like in that same correspondence, like as we've been discussing the hermetic principles and actually coming to terms with like how these uh, principles apply to like the duality of our own corresponding nature, we sit down and understand, we sit down and realize that if we can do something, it can be done onto us as well. Quite literally as like the word is you know it's like so uh, as you speak so shall it, it be done unto you and that's actually just like you create it yourself you create the own understanding of like the systematic and uh foreseeable and unforeseeable like it's like if you can go ahead and do it like it's like that is the nature of the soul actually you're blabbering a little bit but like it's all right we're gonna keep on going um so bloop 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 bloop, bloop, bloop. so yeah i mean you realize that if you can be manifest if you can manifest something it can also manifest you so it's a kind like you can look at ideas like this and like uh, as well as like the nature of time and the causality of it so it's like Physical matter is only present in this three-dimensional space as it flows forward, right? But ideas, ideas don't take up any space in the time frame. So ideas exist in this sort of like null void space that is like the infinite intelligence spectrum. And that and our magnetic vibration attracts onto us those ideas that are going to be in resonance and harmony with our ability to manifest and create those foreseeable visions and thoughts. And and uh, ideas uh, symbolic of what we are capable of doing. And like, we all, there's so much, bro. It's like, it's an infinite, bro. But it's just like, is this reality capable of like compiling that causality? It's, uh, It's like, so it's like time flows forward so then maybe you could say that like the same correspondence as we may have just explained with the astral phys- uh, the astral molding and the astral unification that can be seen as like if you manifest it it can manifest you ideas ideas are from the future hitting you in the past bringing you to the present moment that pushes you forward uh, kind of sort of maybe who knows right but like it's like it, it it doesn't like i mean you think about it and it's like huh that's true it's interesting like i mean so it's like, why do we even sit down and think about it? It's like, what is the relevance of this? Well, because of the fact that in order for us to, like, be able to manifest at our full potential, we need to realize that, like, ideas, they, are, they exist in like we're drawing ideas either from the past or from the future and if we're drawing ideas from the past they're going to be inhibiting us they're going to be inhibiting us and the reason that we choose to recapitulate the past or that ruminate within the past is because of the fact that our energy is stuck there and we need to retrieve that energy in a sort of recapitulation that allows for us to expand and contract expand and contract the soul space that holds those Beacons those beacons that is a good word those beacons, which is actually so awesome this this transition it just happened So organically like I wasn't even like sure of how I was going to like tie one into the other Like actually I still even wanted to talk about so many other things before I even hit upon this topic But actually I'll go ahead and just talk about where we are right now um Yeah, your soul fragments, right? And it's like, if you live in the past, like, it's because your soul fragmented and, like, a piece of you is still there. And you need to go back and reclaim it and add it to, like, your spiritual vehicle that is the soul. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like that, my friends. Um, Like... I don't say this is not like, hey, I know this and you don't. This is more so like, hey, this is what like I've come up with in like my X amount of years doing this and practicing ritual, self-development, shadow work, spiritual, like all this shit, you know, guys? Like, I mean, crap. And I mean, if you have your own perspective and your own point of view, and if it works for you, Gee-willikers, that's amazing. But I'm a firm believer that we can all share information. And when we all set the intention to grow and expand, we can all give and grow together. We don't need to express limitations to our abilities. And I think that, like, bro, I think that, like, outside of just, like... Truth be told, I think that, like, this is the paradigm in which we are progressing towards. I think it's going to be very beneficial for us to continue in this sort of light and in this sort of energy as we allow for many things to just occur naturally. You know what I mean? Like you just continue to like stay in the moment and stay present and like you understand that like every action that you take in this moment is what will take you to the following stage of your life. And if you can manage to channel that level of discipline and mindfulness because it's like mindfulness isn't supposed to give you superpowers uh, beyond like recognition more so the superpower that it gives you is like really good discipline to like be in the moment and it's like you realize when you are going in the past you are like losing energy in the past and when you are too too. Far gone in the future, you can't necessarily navigate the vehicle that is you right now. And when you go too far, it, it just like too far into the future. It's just, it's not necessarily practical because it's not practical. It's not practical. And like granted, there's a time and place for everything. It's not to say that thinking back on your memories is a bad thing. We have memories, but they're in the past. And just like the future, like the future and the past are both simultaneously an illusion. And as we figure as we realize this like as we step into this understanding that anything outside of this present moment is my even within this own moment is it's all maya but we are only here in this moment so it's not like i mean unless you are healing I'm trying to find the words, as you can see, that like are going to resonate and honestly make sense rather than it just being like a transactional like podcast thing. That's like like this is a very raw like uh, information. This is very raw information that, you know, I take very dearly to myself as well as like, well, yes, as I preambled the introduction, uh, this is just very important to me. Like this is this is me, you know, like at the end of the day, this is me. And this is like the shapes and figures that I have compiled to justify the metaphysical foundations for the place that I call my reality here on Earth. And as like through trial and error, I've been able to distill these shapes and figures as a truthful, uh, a truthful, albeit relative uh, explanation of just like what the fuck all of this is (laughs) right because it's like yes it's just yes like you sit down and like i mean maybe maybe not everyone but i feel like most of us have had profound like mystical experiences where we feel very i guess i guess where you feel the presence of god to put it in those very generic terms not even well yeah like i mean that was to quote the office to be honest Uh, I feel God in this chilies right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel God in this chilies right now. Honestly, I love that. It's just, that's probably one of my favorite clips from The Office. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's, uh, the Dundee's episode. Uh, it's like season two, I think. It's the first episode of season two. Sheesh, how do I know that? Well, yeah, no, I'm a hardcore Office stan. Um... I don't know why it just, it just, it's just I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, honestly, uh, you just where you, f- going back to the main idea where we were talking before I got sidetracked, um, where you can honestly be like wow yeah there's like i'm just not alone there's something much bigger than me I i firmly believe that like it happens in everyone's life at one point or the other and if it hasn't happened to you yet don't worry like it's like maybe this message just isn't for you but like that's totally cool like i mean i know that i'm speaking to my audience and like actually at this point in time like i just i i feel so i feel good just having you guys you know like even if it's like me just talking and you guys just listening just i love the the fact that i know that you guys are here because it's like sheesh i've sheesh just point blank and then like i mean as i connect with more of like my friends uh well my my listeners converted friends um <laughs> yeah my listeners converted friends um i feel i feel grateful that like my message is literally reaching the right people that just makes me happy that's part of the intention as to why i started this show as well Uh, it's like I I I know that like we're out there and like I'm not the only one that has felt this like For the most part most of us all of us that like resonate with this message. We felt Isolated and alienated and we've been alienated and isolated like from most from most experiences in our lives we were probably like perceived as An outsider and that's okay that's okay because it's like we are outsiders. We're outsiders to we're outsiders to complacency. We're outsiders to Just following and not questioning and just, just swallowing what you're told without need to be like, without need to know why. And like, I'm not saying that like anything is better than anyone else, but it's because of the fact that like we see the model and it's just that it, we reject the model. The model is not for us. And it takes time for you to develop your own model, but you just need to have the faith and the perseverance and the dedication to really mold out your own model my family you need to find the strength and inner determination by just seeking it within you need to realize that this power to create your own energetic reality stems from a desire to be yourself unhinged of who you are considering yourself to be around your own environment you realize that as you allow yourself to step deeper into your own channel you can allow yourself to give deeper amounts of genuine genuine wealth to society you give back to society as you can give back to yourself and you realize this and you step into this understanding and you allow it to take root within your energetic being because you know and your core of hearts that you You are here to make a difference. And you are capable of making this difference because you believe in yourself. You believe in yourself and that's all you need to do. Continue to believe in yourself, family, continue because you are worthy of your belief. You are worthy of your love. You are worthy of standing for yourself. And you need to believe in yourself, continue to believe in yourself because that's really the only question in it. Can you believe in yourself when no one else will? That's up to you. Okay, so what do we want to accomplish with all of this? Why do we want to have an awareness of our past events that we continue to ruminate on in order for us to clear this energy? Like why clear this energy? Well one if if you're constantly having ptsd it's gonna help you with that. I can tell you I can tell you from firsthand like I have been consciously working on specific events and specific uh, specific occurrences that have occurred in my life, specifically in Co- Costa Rica. <laughs> um, yeah, some shit happened to me in Costa Rica, some, and also some shit from like early development. You know, just like, just like the standard trauma, like anyone else. Like we all have trauma. We all have really shitty trauma. Um, that's just it. You know, like I mean, we all have a crazy story. Like I, I am a firm believer that we all have a crazy story. Um, even if it's not like a fucking Hollywood movie. But we all have a fucking crazy story and like I mean we all bring baggage you know like we all have baggage we all have a crazy story and like it's just part of the process so that's just alright but um uh, over the years like f- since 2018 uh, yeah since 2018 I picked up a, a tool of, of contemplation to add to my meditation uh, called re- the ability to recapitulate and recapitulate Not only as in playing that back, but also putting yourself in that moment mentally, recreating that environment inside of your own ecosystem, I guess. Like if you're here present, you create like a simulation. You create a simulation in your mind where you are there again. You relive that experience by grounding into that past memory. Uh, it's almost like a virtual reality thing because it's like you'll you'll want to like hypnotize yourself and like it's a it's a practice like i mean you'll likely need someone to help you do it um oh cool i mean i feel like that's actually something that we can go ahead and do here in this show um so yeah actually that's magnificent um i'll go ahead and i'll be able to link an audio that will help you step into a hypnogogic state where you yourself can recreate those environments and that experience. And it'll be a guided meditation. It won't be too long. It'll be maybe like 15 to 20 minutes so that everyone can do it. And um, yeah, that'll actually be powerful. I'm so excited Uh, and grateful to to Source or to Spirit or to, you know, Gaia or whomever, whatever it is we can even thank ourselves thank me thank you and you know just let the healing continue let, let the healing heal let us be happy and let us rejoice in the love that we have for ourselves as we continue to step into our caregiving nature and as we continue to allow ourselves to love ourselves and give ourselves the love that we so desperately want to give others uh, yes, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Very good. So then, yeah, that's what we'll do. I'll go ahead and upload a guided meditation on, on how to perform recapitulation in order to reclaim the energy of the soul. Uh, and yeah, it'll be cool because it's like, you don't necessarily need to know everything that, uh, yeah, you won't necessarily need to know everything, but I will go ahead and give you um, all the tools and it'll be short you know it'll be like 15 minutes so that we could all do it and um and then yeah like that'll give you the foundation for you to be able to ma- uh, manifest those parameters like it's like the visualization and then how to ma- how to interact with the with the subjects and you know the actual it, the actual mystic part of that part which is just the meditation part but really like i mean we could call it the psychic part rather than the mystic part because that's really what it is, excitement, excitement. But before we actually step into that, I I do wanna go ahead and um, talk about the identities and the sort of uh, ideas that you might be facing inside states of, well, within these types of states. Um, This is through my understanding and my gaining knowledge of the, through the Akashic masters and the Akashic records through this sort of information, as well as reading, uh, reading the books from Ernesto Ortiz. Which is the Akashic, the Akashic records. You know, like I mean, if you want to initiate yourself into that, just pick up the book or Nastoriti's Akashic Records. But um, in essence, uh, in in essence, the fragmentation of the soul occurs when you disown yourself in moments of trauma. And now, when you observe that part of the self that gets fragmented only during well childhood and traumatic cases, in this case, they disconnect. The disconnect is so powerful that the result is uh, rather than severe physical trauma, it is a subconscious psychological trauma. And it comes and it manifests within the dynamics that you are interplaying within your environment. And while these are these disowned selves, they've been coined. M- they've been coined different things i reckon but in this case we're going to refer to them as well the mystic child which is that part of that part of yourself that saw and spoke to the psychic avenues like guides or masters unseen friends and and uh you might have shared that experiences those sorts of mystical experiences i know i definitely had those uh those memories and actually when i sat down to think about that uh for the first time i really had a powerful powerful re- regression i was like wow um and that was actually the story i shared last week it wasn't last week wasn't the first time that i uh, shared this uh this story but um it was uh, the fir- It wasn't the first time I remembered the story, but it was the first time I shared it on the podcast. Excuse me, or last episode, uh, the one where we talk about the foundations of astral magic and all the like. Um, so yeah, actually, that's the part of you. Uh, but someone might have told you, "Hey, no, like that's not real. That's nonsense." And you were like, "Oh shit, I'm just crazy." Then and then like you shut it off, and um, you you kind of just accepted what you were told you didn't necessarily have the the free will to uh or the mind ability to think for yourself because you were so trusting you know so that that damaged your initial connection that initial connection yeah and like i mean a lot of us go through that but then when you reawaken it uh it's so much more powerful because it's like it's been it's been dormant and now it just wants to be used uh yeah you know it's like then you have the rebellious child which is the part of you that was innocent but really was kind of mischievous and like to get into trouble a little bit uh a little bit kind of like rebellious but like not necessarily like in a, let's destroy the system but just like i like to see the limits of what i can do and you were very curious by nature but maybe at one point uh you know it's like it grew and then like your parents Grew with the repercussions you know and it's like not only were you scolded but maybe you were uh, you were also like you just didn't enjoy the feeling so you were like you learned you learned and then like at, at that point uh it just shut you off on, from having have being able to kind of fight the opposition despite you know whatever observations of authority are being made. Um, then your intuitive child, it's the highly developed sense of intuition, you know, like, you know what things are going to happen before they actually occur. It's like, uh, actually, uh, Kanye's off the grid actually said, uh, said something really cool, uh, is off the grid song from the Donda album. Excuse me. Um, there was something to quote loosely. It was like, Oh, it was to quote it loosely. It said something along the lines of you're just living it, but I predicted it. And that's exactly what intuition is. You know, like, I mean, When we're intuitive and when we're children, like, I mean, the way in which we make sense of the world is very emotional, very sensational. And we uh, are not necessarily always, like, taking the physical information as the absolute. But uh, when you are shut off from that, you know, it's like you become convinced that what's in front of you is the only real thing that is present. And then you also lastly, uh, within this book of information, you have the adventurous child, which is the part of you that love to go everywhere. And maybe at one point you did something that required an adventure, but the repercussion was kind of, like, traumatic, so it scarred you from that, you know? And it's like, there's also many other different events, but it's like, these are just essentially parts where you can initially lose your your energy, and where your your self becomes disowned, and you start to, well, quite literally abandon yourself. And, I mean, it's big points in your childhood like it's like a lot i've spoken with a couple with a handful of people and like these people we a lot of a lot of these people don't necessarily remember all of their childhood and it's not because of like it's immeasurable like trauma but it's like little things that add up and then those little things that add up you just like whoa they add up <laughs> and so it's like imagine that like you erase like 45 seconds of every day for a whole year that's gonna add up <laughs> that's gonna add up over the time, over time, it's gonna add up. Uh, I mean, I'm just repeating myself, but yeah. I mean, when you when you realize, or not even that, but like it's patterns. It's, it's coming to realize patterns. That's mostly what it is. It's not. It's not like anything much more than that. It's you realize that these patterns of like your personality started with one thing and ended with another thing, and like as you become more astutely polarized to the dimensions of reactivity that are your own uh, that are your own react that it's your own reactions it's your personality like at the end of the day it's like the way that you react is because of your personality and as you start to see that you start to follow those those hunches and intuitions back to the present moment and then it's like all right so you find it and then like after a certain point you're gonna be like all right so this is the emotion all right when was the first time that like i could remember ever feeling this emotion it takes a lot of effort that's why you need to be in a meditative state relaxed and open and it's like because it's like you put it out there and then whatever comes to you that's what comes to you uh i I don't know if anyone has uh well i'm sure people here like I mean if you've worked with a druid and like you've had a past life regression they like get you there and then it's like the first thing that comes to mind you relax you you breathe you ground you visualize the the elevator the tree or whatever you want to visualize and then when you're hypnotized and like it's like the you can't really make sense of anything else but like you make sense of that you You just kind of like, it's kind of like a computer just inputting information and like your subconscious is just giving it to it. But your subconscious is like, it's like your subconscious doesn't differentiate between your voice or another voice. That's why it's important that because it's like to the subconscious, it's all the same because the subconscious puts it all there in, in the subconscious's perspective. All right. So, yeah, I mean, we've gone over a lot and I know that a lot of these concepts are kind of like. They've been incubating you know like they've been in our awareness for a while as well as like i mean since season one we've been discussing this and i was just listening to uh, the limitations of self-awareness just yesterday and there's so many parallels just in deeper modalities so in its own shape creating the isomorphic recursions of well meaning within the show itself and as we discuss that and expand upon those constituencies that we've discussed well yeah in previous seasons and we observe it through well a different lens it actually makes so much more sense like so like I mean go listen to it it's it's I, I encourage you to go listen to it because it's like it's actually like wow I was I, I played it and I was like wow what a key what a key big key here big key there and like my intention wasn't necessarily to uh, go back and say something like that but um it just seems to have developed further and like let's say that that was the egg the egg has hatched and flown wing uh, flown with the wings that it was born with that's good symbology actually but yeah i mean uh through all, through all this time i've been um Shuffling the deck of cards and we're gonna continue to use uh, the mystic Monday tarot deck. Um, It's actually Monday right now as I record this and um, Yeah, we're gonna Draw a card actually as I was shuffling earlier uh, the nine of cups Fell out and I usually don't Give those validity. So actually I won't but I'll mention it here on the show um but just to be just to just let everyone know the nine of cups represents fulfillment of desires like manifested manifested dreams coming into fruition after a while a lot of work it's uh it's a well nine is inherent with christ consciousness and cups is the intuitive nature of our existence and uh yeah those kind of coming to merge together like your infinite intelligence your connection to infinite intelligence digesting through the connection that you have to your own intuition as a way to manifest the desire and the vision that you choose to hold within your mind's eye or pineal your your third eye and by using that energy to manifest your 3d space you you need to show up and be consistent with it you know like i mean actually just how we've been discussing with everything uh, it, it needs to build upon it and actually I, I said this in uh in the implications of consciousness but like conscious or the limits of self-awareness excuse me uh con- the, as you develop your consciousness it's kind of like these personalities or these archetypes of meaning that begin to stack upon each other to create a sort of phenomena known as the self in recursion in reference to the outer world and as these ideas begin to formulate and constitute the three-dimensional isomorphic field that becomes the well outside world uh in relation to your internal perception of the outside world so you making sense of the outside world and it relaying that information back into your own present awareness and you making sense of it while digesting the information simultaneously as a way to uh you kind of like there's a way like between that occurrence and the actual acting out of it the the subconscious mind interacts with what well, we called it epiphenomena it's epiphenomena. epiphenomena just for those of you who aren't familiar with the concept is, are factors and things that seem to have no effect on something but actually do have an effect so it's like there are epiphenomena. like it's like let's say let's say how seeing a seeing a car or seeing a face Like, if you see a car, it could kind of indicate one thing, but seeing a face would indicate another, but there's no way to really tell that that's what it means because it's kind of, like, meaningless. It's uh, meaning made out of the meaningless, to kind of, like, to put it in those terms. But uh, that's kind of, like, what an epiphenomena is, information that seems apparently useless within the system actually having an impact within that system. Um, You want to ultimately be able to harness this, like... Awareness, this mindfulness—I guess you could call it like that. This just awareness of self, uh, by harnessing not only your physical avenues but also your spiritual avenues, and like once you merge those into your own, like distilled distilled self, they create the personality ie the crowning of your consciousness the transcendence of it actually this is perfect because it's like i mean this is going to be a perfect segue into the meditation and then the meditation is going to be an even better segue into the concepts and archetypes of the soul with astrology as the foundation for that to actually root within um yeah it's going to be interesting actually like it's just going to be it's going to be a ride it's going to be a ride for all of us (laughs) cool well, yeah, I mean, the nine being the Christ consciousness, and then like the flowing intuition being the intuition that that is uh, flowing with infinite intelligence and creating way for that vision to manifest uh, through set actions of molding personality and desire, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm I'm going to attach a picture of the nine of cups anyway, so it might as well be part of the reading. Uh, but the first card I am actually drawing. In this moment is the emperor. That's quite cool. Um, Everything is always cool, obviously. Sheesh, I guess. <laughs> That's cool, though. No, I mean I like the emperor. It's uh, number four, uh, representing a strong, authoritative man. Uh, you could look at it as well. Also, if you want to look at the major arcana and you want to look at. Um, The emperor archetype signifies a strong, grounded, rooted, and authoritative projection of the internal will acting out its inherent sovereignty and ability to manifest. That's truly what I see. Like, I mean, I could just read what it says, like, a strong, authoritative man that sits on his throne, and it signifies the ability to make, st- uh, like, the, the difficult choices that only a king can make, an emperor can make, but the the big ones that, you know, like, are only up to the emperor, the the loneliest position in the whole entire thing, surrounded by everyone but understood by no one type of thing. Um, and, you know, it, it's true, it's surrounded by everyone but understood by, by no one, that's kind of like... Like, well, I mean, because it's not necessarily like they don't understand what I'm saying. They don't resonate with my message, but it's like how you uh, it's like who everyone needs something from the emperor. But the emperor doesn't need anything from anyone because he is the emperor. But obviously it, it goes deeper than that because the emperor relies on his who is the emperor without his council, without his cabinet, without his people, you know. But I'm talking about outside of that circle well i mean it's an interesting it's an interesting uh it's an interesting metaphor and analogy it's one to truly sit down and meditate on because of the fact that it's open to so many so many possibilities like it's like sure definitely speaking the emperor represents like the ability to make those authoritative decisions and it represents that figurative strong masculine influence that represents self-discipline and the ability to make the level-headed decisions that will move you forward. But it's not only the the, the ability to think strategically, but it is also the position in your subconscious archetype or your subconscious kingdom. This is where you are taking root within your own ability, within your own awareness. So I do definitely see, Rose, that, like, you're here and, like, I mean... I also see, as I draw another card, the Nine of Pentacles. The Nine of Pentacles representing material wealth. And we see the Nine undertone again, as we saw with the Nine of Cups. Uh, The nines representing, uh, well, in this case, material wealth. The manifestation of material wealth. And it's kind of like, it could be like the end of that rainbow. Like, it's like, I mean not even the end of the rainbow it's just like i mean you're you're continuing on this rainbow like i mean you've been discovering i I like to think that like we've all been discovering the 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 benefits of financial liberty and like i mean that's what i'm seeing in this moment like i mean you've made decisions to set that that foundation up and like it's like you finally have that ability like you know i don't even like like talking about like material materiality but it's like the the number one way to like expand your awareness within a 3d space is to expand your your Fear of influence revolving around material, material the material, you know? So it's like, what is this in relation to me? Um In this case in particular, it's like, how does this connect to you? And it's like, not necessarily like material like obtaining stuff, but I see like wealth in, wealth in like experience, wealth in, wealth in, wealth in, wealth in yeah, I see like wealth in experience, which is like truly where the true wisdom of it all lies in within. You could connect the Nine of Cups to the Nine of Cups, not only because of the nine, but you could look at it be like, all right, so if the Nine of Cups gives me that perception of, of uh, reality, then as a byproduct of being able to see so clearly into reality, I am capable of understanding the optimal routes required in order for me to see the reality of, well, clear sight through this within this reality. But you know, I mean, <clears throat> these three cards, they, they, they're they pretty cohesive. Like, I mean, go ahead and sit with this energy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up for now within this podcast. But stay tuned. Very soon, I'll be dropping the guided meditation track. And it'll be ready for you. Uh, you'll be able to go ahead and work with that energy. So as always, you guys, thanks a lot for listening. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see ourselves in the ether.